You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, to the Oz Network as we continue on with our coverage of Lost, and we are into the third season of Lost. Can you believe that we are here for a new season? We've long lost Boone, but we might see him again soon because we're on the moon. And it's in the month of June. Apparently, I am rapping weirdly. But we are here to talk about a tale of two cities. What cities are these? I don't know. Maybe it's Beijing. Maybe it's Thailand. That's a country. I don't know. <laughs> well, we're off to a good start. We're off to a fantastic and start. Nice job. <laughs> ben Learns Geography, coming soon to the Oz Network. This first aired on the 4th of October, 2006. It was written by uh, Damon Lindelof. Am I reading the wrong right here? Directed by Jack Bender. Uh, if it's not right, they're probably involved in there somewhere. I don't know. My name is Ben, and hey, you got yourself a fish biscuit. And my name is Noah, and sorry, Ben, you're not my type. Oh, damn it. It's been so long, Noah, <laughs> without your voice, and I just thought things had changed, but... Um, yes, here we are, season three, Noah, season three, as the Lost expert on the Lost podcast, uh, what's your thoughts on season three? Are you excited? We're here. We're in season three. Wow, season three. We're approaching the halfway point. Um, yeah, it's been a long week since we last did, uh, live together, die alone finale. So <laughs> Very long uh, week. I've been counting down. <laughs> Feels like the longest week in my life. Uh, we're officially in to 2018, I'm thinking the Winter Olympics might come soon, and we know what happens after that. I hope we move soon. Um, I'm sick of being in Tasmania. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to move to Korea soon. Uh, I've got a job lined up, so hopefully I'll be moving there soon. But, um, yeah, long week, but we're finally into Season 3. Uh, ha- nearing the halfway point, 12 episodes or so, and we're halfway through the series, by zooming through them. Um, yeah... There are some diehard season three people. I'm not one of them. Who are they? Uh, <laughs> what do they want? <laughs> uh, I I like season three. When season three is good, it's really damn good. When season three is bad, it's really, really bad. So um, it was an interesting thing. with The schedule of season two was so bad in that they would skip weeks and weeks without episodes. So... The compromise that they did was they had six episodes at the end of 2006, which is this run of the infamous bear cage uh, kind of saga of Lost, where they were literally trapped in cages for six episodes, much as the writers were trapped in cages, <laughs> which we'll get more into. But uh, So they had these six episodes, and <laughs> it was an interesting idea to have the group of six and then the following, what, 16, 17 episodes in a group in 2007. But this run of six episodes is not going to be the strongest run of episodes that we're going to see. So I think these six episodes are kind of where the majority of people who dropped off on Lost dropped off. Um, But it would be interesting to go through these six and see what really does work if you kind of binge through it and what doesn't work. And even though the six are not the greatest run of episodes, this is 
kicks off to a pretty decent start for Season 3. I think there's lots of intrigue and a, a pretty decent kick-off for Season 3 for the uh, premiere, I think. Well, we're only, what, eight episodes away from A Stranger in a Strange Land, so, you know, life's always <laughs> worth looking forward to things, right? Countdown as well. Yes, like, you know, God, as we've been waiting. Like, two things we've been waiting for the most on this podcast. One was Boone's death. The other is uh, Stranger in a Strange Land. We're nearly there. We've nearly ticked off both of them. So then we can just go home and watch. Nearly back to Boone as well. Oh, God, don't excite me. It's You said it's been a long week, Noel Groves. Um, it, it really has been because, you know, Boone is nearly here. Um, we should actually point out that um, to ruin the illusion of podcasting, um, you may hear these week to week, but it has probably been about eight months since <laughs> Nora I've actually recorded <laughs> So, um, just, uh, just, so I think if you liked all the in jokes, <laughs> we've probably forgotten them all. So yeah, we, we have, um, we're both in, uh, different cities, um, literally, uh, so a tale of two cities. We wanted to, Taylor we wanted to wait. Cities. We deliberately wanted to wait to really be meta with this episode. So, and then once we were there, we decided to wait even longer as well. Yeah, so. We just wanted to, you know, let all the jokes die. We thought, okay, we get it, Boone, ha ha ha. You know, a bit of fingering. Um, you know, hello. Like, it's it's fine. It was funny in season two. We're in bear cages now. New season. Yeah, new season. Uh, and as we do with each season, uh, with new seasons, we generally like to lump the flashbacks together and the island stuff together. And, I mean, there's technically a flashback at the very beginning, but we're not going to do that because we're going to start with Jack in his car. This is the flashback of Jack... <laughs> In his car. What a surprise! It's our hero, Jack. Flashback again. What number Jack flashback are we up to right now, Noah? This is number six. Number six. Okay, number six. How many has, um, I don't know. Claire's <laughs> <laughs> had two for reference. <laughs> oh god, I can't wait for the third one. <laughs> My flashback! <laughs> Actually, in that, eight, in that eight months that we haven't recorded, I have gone to the Emily Duravan School of Acting. And, um, oh, yeah, that's how I actually moved to the mainland. Um, and I've gotten worse and I didn't, I wasn't even an actor in the beginning, <laughs> so I don't know how that worked. Um, but Jack is in his car and he's stalking Sarah, um, <laughs> just sipping on his coffee. Now, like, can we just point out that, you know, what's his meant to be? 2004. Um, you know, Three was, was it? Okay, in 2003, 2004, for a man to park outside a school and just casually stare outside <laughs> his window and, uh, you know, cause I mean, I know we're looking at Sarah and this man, but there are children around. So, like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. just, just speaking from experience, um, there might be some authorities coming along here at some point asking him to move along. Oh, he- each uh, flashback reveals some new mystery about the characters, so maybe we're learning something new about Jack here. Yeah, he's a pedophile. Um, <laughs> just, Let's not laugh about No, it's not funny. It's not funny at all. But Sarah is with another man who um, is getting... Wish- I just, I'm reading here off... Lo- oh, Miss Lostpedia. Can we just read this word for word? He notices her joke with a man there and frowns as Sarah whispers something into his ear, causing the unknown man to laugh. Oh, <laughs> it's like an unknown there. man have a <laughs> mild flirting from Sarah. <laughs> they mildly flirt. Is there, is, there, is there a page for unknown man? Oh, no, there isn't. There's no link, sadly, to unknown man. But there's a musical note underneath it because uh, we hear Moonlight Serenade on the radio. So. You know, a recurring song. Yep, yep. But that's, I mean, I don't know if he's got like 
old radio FM on or like does Jack listen to like CDs of Moonlight Serenade while he's stalking <laughs> maybe that's the, didn't you know that that is the international song for stalking like if you're stalking, stalking. someone <laughs> it is a good uh, stalking song I think it just reminds me of like it's creepy 1940s like you know you need some cop like oh, we're gonna find her see she's gonna be over there see <laughs> we're gonna get over there but is is Unknown Man, is he a parent or is is he the boyfriend um, at the end? Or is he just a pedophile that's just not <laughs> the school <laughs> He's Jack's partner. <laughs> She's the worst teacher. She's just like, oh, who are you, random man? Come on and play with the children. <laughs> but we know what Sarah's like because she had the boyfriend when she got hit by the car. Then she had Jack. Now she's got... Random parent, and now that she's got the guy at the end. Jack's, Who is he? Jack's dad. Uh, <laughs> Jack's dad? Like, Sarah's the new Kate. She... <laughs> it's a love. She's really taken this divorce to heart. What is it with Jack surrounding himself with people involved in love octagons? <laughs> like, I mean, Jesus. <laughs> he has no luck, does he? Oh, poor Jack, our hero. He's always grabbing them and yelling at them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Damn it! Um, he's Jack Bauer, <laughs> apparently. I don't... Jack, Jack... Every Jack on TV in the early 2000s was just angry. Um, like... Who are... What is, name other famous TV wife. Jacks. Um, like... There's another famous TV Jack. Was there a Jack on, um... I don't know, the West Wing? Um... <laughs> West Wing. The West Jack. Wing Jack. Uh, anyway, so, uh, later on... Jack's at a meeting, although according to Lostpedia, they're at a divorce meeting. Um, and then we see Sarah, but, um, you know, he apparently has fired his lawyer and, um, Sarah's <laughs> phone rings and, um, <laughs> pedo creepy Jack has gone from being stalkery moonlight serenide, serenide, serenade Jack to just again <laughs> angry Jack. What's his name? <laughs> 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 Why does it matter? Well, I mean, this is this is what I'm confused about because do we need an episode of Jack just being jealous and wanting to know the name? Like, as even <laughs> even when it connects later on with like Juliet and like his whole like, oh, is she happy? Like, do we give a shit about Sarah? I'm sorry, but like, why do we need this episode? Uh, well. This is an issue with season three is for Juliet, for Ben, uh, for all these characters, Desmond, these are new kind of characters, so their flashbacks are interesting. But for the old gang, by season three, you know, like later we're going to have a, a flashback of Saeed as a chef in Paris. <laughs> and like, like season three, I think they're kind of starting to run out of ideas for the main, main old gang. Uh, but my one defense is, you know, the finale, bearded Jack, suicidal Jack. It does add to the big twist at the end of this season um, that we see Jack in this state. So it's believable that he would go even further and grow a dumb fake beard. Um, <laughs> hey. So even though it, it, it's kind of air, like a flashback about knowing the girl's name, I do think it lends itself to the overall story with the finale. Which, I mean... We don't need a flashback about Jack's tattoos. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> oh, eight more episodes. I'm excited. Hey, I've been to Phuket now. So, um, you know, like, I, I might have some insight into why people get tattoos 
more, <laughs> more so in Phuket. Um, but like, couldn't Sarah just, you know, like, Sarah's kind of an, an enabler here with Jack. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, she knows what Jack's like. Like, he's a bit aggro. Like, just, just tell him the name. Like, I mean. It's Carl. Yeah. You don't have to be honest here, Sarah. You weren't. You were cheating on him. So, like, I mean, you've lied before. So just be like, oh, uh, Jim. Yep. Good old Jim. Oh, I love me a bit of Jim. <laughs> just like, I don't know, like, has she got an enemy? Like, tell her the asshole ex-husband that wanted to know if, like, she could still have sex after they, you know, she was nearly paralysed. <laughs> like, does Jack remember oh, his name? no luck, does she? <laughs> does Jack? Like, hashtag Team Jack here. Um, Why did he fire his lawyer? Though? Well, because, you know, we know that Jack is our hero and Jack can do anything, so... Um, <laughs> Lawyer Jack coming soon to ABC. <laughs> Damn it! I said a continuance. <laughs> Tell me his name. You've got Sun- Sandra. She plays a lawyer yeah, well, later on. Well, you know, I I I think that Sandra she was is... off in the Cook Islands at this point. Why hasn't Sandra been on this show? We can get <laughs> we can get all these other actors. But we haven't gotten Sandra to talk about her one episode <laughs> arc on Lost. <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon to the, the afterlife. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, Jack, meanwhile, is in the hospital and he's on the phone. He's, has he stolen Sarah's phone? Is this like what we're trying to imply here? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> God, it's, it's been a whole like off-season first episode back. They're really not painting old Jack, our hero, in a nice light, are they? He's a pedophile, he's a lawyer, and now he's a thief. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything this band can't do? <laughs> oh, get on I buses without assaulting bus everyone. drivers. Um, <laughs> like, how many people is on Sarah's phone that he doesn't know that he's calling everyone and the crossing off? Well, that's crossing off names. The thing that like amazes me with this, right? Like, I'm sure if I got Mallory's phone, I'm not going to know half the. Like, when do you actually go through your address book? You store people in that phone forever. Like, I've probably got, I've like, got some... six numbers in my phone. <laughs> well, okay, well, you're it's not... It's all very... about Facebook now. <laughs> it's all about Facebook. It's 2004, Noah. Um, but, like, <laughs> I used to just, like, go out and have a drink. Oh, I'm going to put you on my phone. I'll definitely talk to you again. Never speak to them. Five years later, I'm like, who's Jeremy? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Jack calls him up. Is this Jeremy? <laughs> uh, this Sarah's phone. He's like, who's Sarah? Who's Sarah? <laughs> and then even then... Sarah's such a common name. Like, oh, yeah, so why do you have Sarah's name? Oh, yeah, which Sarah? Like, is she hot? And I want to know, I know this is 2004, but you can still name your contacts. I want to know what Christian's name is under. <laughs> Daddy. How many Christians? Because <laughs> he, he calls Christian's number. Like, when Christian is in the room, how many numbers, how many people called Christian does she know? But even then, why is it such a shock that he's got, he's in her phone? Like, <laughs> when you're in a relationship <laughs> with someone, you have their parents in your phone. Like, oh my God, Dad, why are you in her phone? Um, dude, I'm her father-in-law. What has something happened to you? It would not be a shock at all. It's her father-in-law. He works at the same place that Jack works at. And why is this, like... Is there a purpose behind this episode trying to paint the fact that, oh, is it Jack's dad sleeping with Sarah? Like, 
just to add to the daddy issues, like, Christian couldn't be more of a scumbag. It's, Let's get him sleeping with Sarah. It really does seem like such a random plot line that they've just decided to add into this. Like, as you were saying, like, they've kind of got to the point where we don't know anything with our characters. Like, it's, oh, okay, yep, cool, someone's getting tattoos. Oh, someone's going to be a hippie. Um, someone becomes a chef. Um, <laughs> oh, that's yeah, great. Bring on the Desmond and Juliet flashbacks at this point. Oh, anyway, so yes, he rings his phone. It, his dad walks in and is all like, let it go, Jack, let it go. Um, <laughs> and then, that's a great Christian impersonation I've worked on of eight months at the Emily DeRaffin School of Acting. <laughs> Emily DeRaffin School of Acting. Oh. He's like, you can learn to be like my TV dad. <laughs> He was in a James Bond movie. Um, <laughs> Movies Felix Leiter. <laughs> Genuine Felix Leiter. Um, uh, anyway, so yes, he keeps ringing the numbers, and yes, I'll shock horror Christian's numbers in her phone. Um, and then they get a bit heated with each other, and um, he leaves. So, um, ooh, this is. That says to Christian. Being a drunk is not obsessive. Isn't being a drunk obsessed with alcohol? I would assume any addiction is obsessive. Um, like, <laughs> if you're addicted to something, you're obsessed with something. So, like, Jack's a great doctor. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he's been working on his law career a little bit too much, I think. <laughs> he's losing it. Uh, meanwhile, it's only getting better for Jack because meanwhile he's in the middle of like a consult and he decides to just start ignoring the patient because Tad's outside on the phone. <laughs> he's really got his pre- mind preoccupied, doesn't he? No wonder um, Shannon's dad died. Like He's too busy watching other people. Um, but yeah, so Jack ignores the patient. Christian's out there laughing. Jack decides to stalk Christian, still in his scrubs. Um, goes to a hotel room. A bit horror movie like. Yeah, it's like he's in this nice hotel, just walking around in his blue scrubs. Um, and then basically we uh, see that at an AA meeting where they know everyone knows Jack. Like, oh, you must be Jack. (laughs) You're our hero. You're our hero. You're going to crash on an island and save everybody. Um, to which Jack finally says, "You're sleeping with Sarah." Um, and then they have a fight, like, Jack, like, (laughs) we shouldn't be laughing at this, but, like, Jack spear tackles his dad. Um, In the meeting. (laughs) Does Jack have to go, like, Angus Anonymous, like, a week later or something? He he has to go back to the same venue a week later. (laughs) My name is Jack. Are they they implying that... Because they say, oh, Christian's been sober for 50 days. Is Jack implying that he hasn't been? Or is when Christian gets fired, is that when he breaks his soberness? Um, I don't know. I don't know what they were implying there, because Jack's like, oh, really, Dad? <laughs> 50 days, is that right? Been drinking on the I don't you know, know, Jack. vodka when you're boning my wife, have you been, Dad? <laughs> we all know that Sarah yeah. won't have sex unless she's had five bottles of vodka in her. Like, oh, yeah. But it's not obsessive. No, it's not. It's not obsessive. You can't be obsessed with alcohol. Is, is he a bit obsessive? Like <laughs> <laughs> Jack is definitely not the one to be teaching people for being obsessive. Pot calling the kettle um, black, Jack. <laughs> I don't know. I think Christian is more of a catch than Jack. Yeah. No, look, you know. Christian's a 
Silver Fox. Like... Daddy. Felix Slider, people who punch people on buses. I mean, you know, I I know where I'd go. He's got the, the Silver Fox thing going on. Yeah. He's been sober for 50 days. And if you got sick of him, then he's got a, you know, semi-attractive Australian daughter who can't act. So, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't blame Sarah. I'm on the Christian bandwagon. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag Team Christian, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Sarah and Christian. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, you think like, they talk about the love triangle of um, Kate Sawyer and Jack. Whoever thought this show would give us the love triangle of Jack, Christian, and Sarah? Like you mentioned about the writers being stuck in a bear cage here. Like, do you think they've just sat down at the beginning of season three and gone, all right? Okay, Jack flashback. What can we make? I know, I know, everyone. Maybe his dad is fucking his wife. <gasps> They'll never see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, as I say, I feel like we're almost being too negative. On This is the premiere right at the bat. People are going to think this whole season. We, um, I do think it serves a purpose for later on with Jack's story. But again, the whole, like... What's, what's his name plotline is not strong. Well, I think, in all fairness, too, though, like, the way we're covering this episode, obviously, we're going flashback first. And, I mean, the flashback is, what, the weakest part of this episode. <laughs> so... Yeah. Um, but the thing is, you talked at the start, like, how many Jack ones versus how many of other characters. And this is the problem. Like, we didn't... God damn, Boone's death episode did not need to be a Jack episode. Mm. I'm just going to say that. Like, you should have... Obviously, Jack was going to be in all the seasons. You should have spread her out a bit more. <laughs> That's Jack's motto with all the women that break his heart, basically. <laughs> ben! Um, moving states hasn't changed me. Um, you think it's getting bad for worse for Jack? Oh, no, he's in jail. It's okay. Um. <laughs> this is where they need the Anna Lucia. Yes. Of. Well, because they usually do kind of do these random little bits, but... Um, Apparently, this fight got so bad at Alcoholics Anonymous that he's gone to jail. Um, Christian didn't. But not Christian. No, no, not Christian. He's a respected surgeon. Jack is Jack. I think we're, I think we're soon discovering that Christian is the real hero of law. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jack, who's in prison... But, but like He's the convict. Sarah, Sarah's a bit of a dick here, though. Like, she just pays a bail, stares there and looks at him and just walks out. Like... <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. Um, but then we see the man waiting outside. Is it the, the guy? Is it the pedo man from the school? I don't know. I think it's just the man of the night. The man. It's, it's, that's just a Tinder date for the evening. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the real guy. It's just another guy. Well, it wasn't invented in 2004, but... Uh... <laughs> E-Harmony. Um, <laughs> was E-Harmony still a thing back then? What was it, like? Plenty of fish, probably? Um, but... I don't know. I was ten. Don't ask me about dating sites of two thousand four. Um, I, was I wasn't just... hanging around with the guy at school. I, I was actually back then talking to girls in person. Yet I hadn't steeped into my basement yet. Um, <laughs> but uh, basically, we we find out the big reveal because we've all been waiting. Why did Christian call her? And it's because he was drunk and wanted to help Jack. So there's that fifty days out the window. <laughs> um, but um, she kind of mentions, oh, it's something that you can fix now. You can fix your dad's alcoholism. Um, and then they leave. Fix Sarah, man. <laughs> Is this Look the last the time we see Sarah? Side. Look on the bright side. Now you have something to fix. 
Um, what about you, married no, we get her, Sarah? <laughs> we get her one more time in the flash forward oh, in the finale. Goody. <laughs> then it's peace out for Sarah. I like Sarah. No, I, yeah. I have nothing against her. I mean, she's in Modern Family now, isn't she? So good for her. Um, yes, maybe... I don't know. The guy's name was whatever the husband is on that. I don't know. I don't watch it. <laughs> I think that is one of the most overrated shows in the history of television. But anyway. Uh, I mean, anything really to add more here? Because I think we can kind of uh, go back to the very beginning. We're going to go back! Um, I mean, yeah. Yeah, not the strongest flashback, but there'll be worse Jack ones. <laughs> How many more worse Jack ones? <laughs> one. <laughs> So are you calling this the second worst Jack flashback in the history of Lost? I don't know. We had the one where he was with the Italian girl last season. That was not the greatest. Um, <laughs> I don't know. After Well, this is the second last Jack flashback. After that, it's flash forwards and flash sideways and whatnot. Well, what's our last one that we look forward to? This, well, the next one is Stranger in the Strange Land. It's the last Jack flashback. <laughs> anyway. uh, and then after that, every single Jack episode is kind of very mad. So. Well, you know, we know you're a fan of Jack. So um, anyway. But um, the very beginning of this episode, though, as much as we've just kind of talked shit about this, um, I mean, the opening of this episode, I remember watching this live and just oh. being absolutely dumbfounded about what's happening here. Um, and this is kind of one of those ones that whenever I hear downtown, I kind of think of this scene. Although it's also from um, Girl Interrupted as well. So, um, one of those... And the Coles ad. And, well, of course, the Coles <laughs> <laughs> can, can I just point out, be glad you're not in this country anymore, Noel Grows, right now, with the, the crap that's going around with Coles and those mini little things that you buy like miniature Vegemites and have you heard about those like the mini shop no so basically and I don't, I'm glad I missed it you, you go to Coles you spend like two dollars and you get a little packet and they've got like a miniature version mm-hmm. of like a tin of Milo and you collect them all and shit um, and you've basically got like adults fighting over these things <laughs> <laughs> like yeah welcome to Australia sounds like a fun time 2018 um so we start off, we see a, a woman. She's uh, preparing some muffins. We hear downtown. Um, it's a book club. Um, it's, you know, what, what is a book club, No, I mean, what is a book? Uh, I'm just not sure, like, what's going on there. People <laughs> read together and talk about it. That's a bit weird. Um, but, um, yeah, so they're reading. What are they discussing? Carrie by Stephen King I'm reading here because that's apparently a book. Um, and we learn... Stephen learned- King was also... A big fan of Lost. Is that actually true, or are you just trying to be smart? Yeah. No, it's, it's true. In one of his books, he actually writes... He has a book that was set in the future, and he writes about a fictional Lost sequel. Oh, cool. All right, there you go. Um, so it's sort of, again... we. This is this is what we basically get with Lost moving forward, isn't it? That and we mentioned this last season where we're kind of getting this introduction and it's it's really throwing us out because we don't know who this woman is, we don't know what's happening until we kind of see fake out. We see Ethan all of a sudden because we hear this big, huge explosion, um, and then we see uh, Ethan who's underneath the house, um, with kind of this little community, little area, sort of all these little houses together, and then um, we see Henry Gale. Exiting another house as well. Uh, who is this man? We don't know his real name yet. And then what do we see in the sky? A plane breaking up. And then we realise, obviously, that this is the others. And uh, this is Oceanic 8- 815 blowing up, basically, uh, right in front of us. 
Um, and then it's just, just really tense sequence, of course, uh, you know, when all of a sudden he's like, you know, Ethan, Goodwin, go there, go there, go, like, just, it's, this is what's so great about Ben, because we're going to find out his name is Ben, um, that he just thinks about this straight away. Like, it's just, it's just crazy to think that mm-hmm. you would, if this was you right now, and all of a sudden a plane's crashing on you, you're going to say to your neighbour, Jin, go out there, what? pretend to be a person, there could be survivors, <laughs> Ben, go to the other side of Korea. <laughs> like, it's just... It's crazy. It's so smart. Um, I just absolutely love... Although he, he tells them to get a list, come back to them with names. But then, of course, the best part of this whole bit is when he just turns to Juliet. So I guess I'm out of the book club. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, and then just the way it zooms out and we kind of see the houses on the island and then you just see the smoke sort of in both sides of it. Oh, it's so good. And, I mean, like, right now, we're going to say this, potentially top five moment of this season, because what a way to start. Yeah, I mean, obviously this season we already have the top two. Yes. Which are, like, locked in. Um, so now it's about looking for uh, the three to five. And this is definitely a contender. Um, I do think I like Desmond in the hatch opening from season two a little better. But this is so great because it's the same sort of deal. You're like, this must be a flashback. You're thinking, who is this character? Are we going to see one of the people we know? She's in some suburban home. Oh, no, she's in some weird, like, hippie village thing. And then that revealed that it's the island. And, I mean, what's so shocking is not to sing Ben and Ethan and that the island has a village. Mm. Like, of course, now that's just common knowledge and it's a big part of the lost, like, mythos, but... At this point, like, other than a hatch, a few hatches, it was all about just camping on the beach and that, but this island, the others who we thought were savages all this time are having book clubs and um, they're living in villages and they're civilised. And at first I remember being shocked by this and at first I was a bit like, eh, I'm not sure if I'm liking it. I like the idea of the island savage type scary others rather than just... They live in houses and have book club and bake bake muffins. But in hindsight, it's an amazing twist. It's like a great... No one really saw this coming, I feel. No one thought, oh, yeah, the others, they do book clubs and they live in villages. And um, So it was a great kind of fake-out, Twilight zone type twist. Um, and I, I love how Lost does these openings to seasons. What better ways to start seasons with a great classic faker and seeing the plane break apart like that and i'll never complain about seeing an ethan in an episode ethan's great so yeah this is amazing i think again desmond is better but of all the kind of fake out intros all five of them this is definitely up there it's so memorable william maypother of course has been on this show now uh since in the eight months of that week that we had to wait um but yeah i i I, I remember them watching this live and um, just, yeah, because I think that was, you, you summed it up well there when you said, like, at this point you're realising that these people are living just a normal life, essentially, with book club and just all this sort of stuff. Um, but I, I, I don't know if you would ever seen, kind of, whenever there's, like, a plane crash, I think it was after, like, a couple of those Malaysia ones um, went missing and crashed, that they would show the footage of that crash in midair <laughs> as, like, real footage of Malaysia MH, whatever it was, crashing in midair, and people believed it? And you're watching that, that's <laughs> from Lost. <laughs> like... <laughs> 
<laughs> like, it has kind of become pretty iconic that shot though. Yeah. Um, but I oh, just I just love that zoom out shot. It's just yeah, it's so so and the good. kind of boom 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 like three yeah oh. cut zoom out. So good, so well edited. Uh, then we've kind of got, uh, I guess, the rest of our episode really. And actually, just quickly before I do, so go on. Um, having watching sort of chronological lost, sort of catching up to that now. Um, it's actually watching that with everything that happens all at that point. It's actually really good. It's kind of done like twenty four, so they've got like those little squares cutting around each other. Um, so yeah, it's, it's done really well, except you said there's another version, didn't you, where it's kind of like all on top of each other, which is a bit weird, but, um, yeah, this, this one, the, I think I got, ended up getting the good one and, um, ah, oh, it just, I think it, it's a lot, kind of logical loss is great. I'm glad it exists. Yeah. Well, at the time of recording this, I'm, I'm still watching it along. So, you know, I, I'm enjoying watching it in sort of chronological order, but, uh, Jack, meanwhile, is, uh, Woken up in a, a, I don't know, Fifty Shades of Grey kingdom, basically. Um, he's, uh, inside a, a, a cell, um, and there's like... Very a, mysterious, these kind of opening, waking up kind of scenes. Yeah, yeah, they're all sort of like, you know, because obviously we know that Jack and Kate and Sawyer have all been kidnapped. Um, Jack uh, walks into glass... <laughs> like, have you ever yeah. done that? Like walk. I, I, I've, I've never done that. I don't know how people don't see glass. Like, I've seen my cousin do it before. It's very funny. <laughs> I've seen someone stand in one of those like turny glass doors at a building and try to turn to talk to me as he got whacked in the face with the glass. <laughs> like that was his own fault. Um, but yeah, like I just love when he's la 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 bomb. Um, yelling for Kate. Poor old Sawyer doesn't give a shit about him. Uh, meanwhile, Kate's waking up. Um, and she's got Tom, Mr. Friendly, standing over her and, uh, basically getting, got to get showered and dressed. And, um, she's like, no, I'm not having a shower in front of you. And I'm, you know, she, he says she's not his type. Now, from memory with our, um, interview with uh mr friendly didn't he say that this was his idea or was that something else that came from this scene that it was his idea from this point on that he's gay because it was kind of from this scene that led on to that wasn't it yeah well that interview was so much fun i highly recommend you listen to it if you haven't um i had a ball doing that um but i think you mentioned that after this line then he was like oh tom is gay hmm and then they kind of led on to it from there. Because I think it was kind of like he said, like his, the way he delivers it. And like, knowing that and kind of knowing that we find out that Tom's gay, just the way he says, like, oh, okay, you know, you're not my type. Like, it's kind of, you're like, okay, we get it. He's gay. Because, <laughs> like, like, no offense to, yeah. well, actually, not any offense. This is not meant to be offensive. Honestly, if you're in that room right now and you're not looking at Evangeline Lily like that, then you probably are gay. So, you know, like... Oh, don't talk about Evangeline Lily being there because there's been some controversy. There has been. There has been. And it's not... And to clarify, we don't think it's this scene. We think it's the one in a few episodes or... Because I don't think she specifically Mm. said what scene it was, did she? She did say season three, but... Yeah. I'm thinking it's bear cage sex, but Josh Holloway was also naked, so I'm not sure. Mm, yeah, where's Josh Holloway complaining about it? I don't know. Uh, anyway, too soon, Ben. Um, but um, they're also they're they're noticing they've each got little band aids on their arms as well. We've got Sawyer in a cage. 
Um, <laughs> and then, oh, I love Sawyer in a cage, at least at this point. I <laughs> like pressing this <laughs> button with a knife and fork on it. Um, and we got another guy in another cage as well. And I always thought that, like, this guy was a plant that he was put in there to kind of get information. I always forget who he actually is. No. Um, ben is just a terrible father and puts <laughs> his daughter's boyfriend in cages. That's what I would do with my daughter if I ever had one. Like, you know, your boyfriend's going in a cage. Actually, that's what you do with me when I'm coming after your daughter. Ben, get in the cage. Put you in the cage. <laughs> no, I'm here to visit you. No, you're not. Get in the cage. <laughs> And then you're going to get it on with Josh Holloway. Yeah, but uh, I do like it when he's like pressing the button and the warning sign goes off and this guy in the other cage who's refused to talk to Sawyer um, and he's like, oh, don't do that, and he gets electrocuted. And I do like the guy in the cage, told you. <laughs> Just gets electrocuted. I've never liked Carl. He's always annoyed me. Is it, like, Does he serve any purpose in this show? Uh, other than being a foil for... Uh, the relationship. I mean, in the finale uh, of season three, he helped them out once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> once. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't like Carl. Eh, I I nothing him. Uh, I envy him for his choice in women in this show. Um, but um, other than that, nah. Um, meanwhile, Jack is uh, climbing the chain. He's doing some chin-ups. Got to, you know, get a six-pack while he's in uh, prison, basically. the chain? He's used to it. He's been in prison a lot in this episode. <laughs> I don't know what the chain is, though. Like, what is Jack doing? I, I it's a Fifty Shades of Grey prequel. I, I, I really don't know. Uh, and we finally find out that this woman's name is Juliet. Here is the introduction of everyone's favourite, Juliet. Mm-hmm. Now... I like Juliet. You don't like Juliet from memory? It's been a long eight months. <laughs> I'm medium on Juliet. You're medium on Juliet. This is where we need Colin on this show, because uh, her, him and I are both big Elizabeth Mitchell fans. Um, and having just covered the Santa Claus trilogy, um, which <laughs> isn't the Santa Claus trilogy, it's the first one, and the other two movies don't exist. Um, she's actually pretty good in those. But... Um, Yes, um, here she is, and she's, is she bringing the grilled cheese at this point? Um, or not quite yet? A little later. Oh, a little later. Um, she's, uh, oh no, he's yelling at her. Tell me where my friends are! Jack's yelling a lot in this episode, he really is Jack Bauer. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Kate is in a towel, good for her. I do like that kind of little creeped out Evangeline Lily voice, where she's like, hey, where are my clothes? Like, I know you kind of... Tom's run off with the clothes. <laughs> yeah, not my type. What's your type? A person... <laughs> then he's probably just going back to his camera to, like, jerk off watching her in the shower. That's his type. <laughs> um, but um, she gets told to put on a dress, and it looks very good on her. And um, really he then... Uh, Tom comes in and takes her to meet up with Henry. Um, this is, just reminds me of, like, the summit in, like, Survivor Borneo. <laughs> like, it's Jenna and Sean, <laughs> like, on the beach. Um, but, yeah, here is Henry. She's getting handcuffed to the table. And what, what does he say? Like, can you please put those on? And what if I don't? Then you won't get any orange juice or whatever it is. <laughs> like, oh, no, it's oh, coffee. Ben is so good, Oh, uh, Ben is so good. Just so good. And creepy. this lunch looks great as well. This breakfast looks good. And do we actually see her eat it? Because, like, I'd be like, come on, Kate. Like, this is proper food. Uh, <laughs> no, but I'm sure she does. Oh, God, yes. But, um, yeah, no, I agree with you. The food looks great. Ben's great. Just everything about this scene is great. 
Um, and then just kind of the, you know, the subtle little way that she's, you know, she's like, you know, what are you doing this for? And then he's just like, because, you know, the next four weeks are going to be very unpleasant. And you're kind of like, holy shit. Like, what are you about to do? <laughs> it's quite, like, sore-like or hostile. Oh. Obviously, we see how it plays out and, like, it's whatever. But for the introduction episode and hearing that, yeah, it's just like, holy shit. And I love his mind games where he's like, Sawyer and Jack. Why Sawyer? Yeah. Like, you said Sawyer... He's a, oh my, I'm so glad we've got Ben as a regular for the rest of this entire show because he is just hands down the best thing. Like, he is an amazing villain. And I know we've said it before, but the next four weeks are going to be very unpleasant. Oh. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're like, oh, yes, they are, Ben. Tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Henry. Talk scary to me. Uh, <laughs> Meanwhile, Jack's still in his cell. Uh, <laughs> Uh, good for him. This is when she comes in. Oh no, he he's a sound over the speaker, um, and he's sort of because um, we've just had the flashback. It's a little it. creepy. Yeah, well, we hear the "Let it go." Basically, I think someone needs to edit this with "Let it go, let it go." <laughs> <laughs> Juliet comes in now. She's got the grilled cheese sandwich, fresh off the fry pan. Uh, speaking of looking good, that looks so good. Oh, have you like? This is a very American thing, I find the grilled cheese in a fry pan. But uh, I'm sure you've had one in a fry pan before, haven't you? Well, I don't own a toasted sandwich at my house, so yeah. Constantly, yes. Uh, one of the best grilled cheese I've ever had in my life is with our very good friend T Bird. She just makes a mean grilled cheese sandwich. Bam! Would you like a grilled cheese? Um, <laughs> but, uh, Jack asking about the communication box and Juliet saying it hasn't worked in, uh, years. Um, uh, this is when Juliet starts quizzing him. And I, I do love Jack's just answers here. Like, what do you do? I'm a repo man. I absolutely love it. See, I'm a people person. <laughs> Sassy Jack. Why it. repo man? Like, he says that a little too quickly. It's like he's been thinking of an answer. Like, uh, Why Repo Man? I don't know. Maybe that's his dream. A God, he's been a doctor, a lawyer, a Repo Man. Remember that show, The Pretender, where that guy would just pretend to be like different jobs every single day? That's what yeah. Jack does. He's, he's probably not even a doctor. Catch me if you can. He's Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, but, uh, I, I mean, the thing I like about that line too is when it like sort of comes back later on with Juliet. Um, I think it's kind of, it's, it's very clever, but, um, he says about like marriage, not having the point, but then he tells the truth about being in Sydney, being on the plane. And then Juliet keeps saying like, you can trust me. And then Dick Juliet takes the sandwich on the way. <laughs> Mind you, I would too. Like, I mean, come on, that is, as you said, it's a bloody good looking sandwich. I'd eat it. Yeah. Like, mmm, Jack, nom, 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 hungry. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, meanwhile, Sawyer um, is trying to work out the cage. Everyone uh, else is getting food. Poor Sawyer. Yeah, poor old Sawyer here. He's trying to get a fish biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> Love the fish biscuit. <laughs> oh, it's just such a random thing. Um, basically, though, Carl um, helps Sawyer escape. 
and they go for a run, and um, then Juliet's just standing in the... What's she like? Hey! And then just shoots Sawyer with the taser. I, I love Juliet, though. Just I think her introduction's really cool, because she's like, you really don't know what to make of her. Like, she hosts book club. Oh. She's, you know, can you trust her? She eats grilled cheese sandwiches. And now all of a she's sudden... She's getting about. Like, she was just with Jack, now she's out of the cages. Yeah, I mean, I think, like... Because, I mean... We've lost Anna Lucia. Like, they've tried to have, like, a strong female. Uh, I mean, here's Juliet, you know, kicking ass, taking numbers, basically, in this first episode. She's yet to punch it's Jack. The village, though. Like, she's the doctor. Why are they making her do everything? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I just, I always get fascinated by that Juliet storyline and just, uh, I like her. I like Juliet. I'm, I feel like I'm going to be the defender here. Um... But then poor old Carl basically gets um shoved basically at the cage. <laughs> Say it, Carl. <laughs> so, <laughs> poor, poor Carl. High school. High school. <laughs> yeah, I'll flush your head down the toilet. Um, according, Say it. Apologize. According to Lostpedia, uh, the song plays right now, awed and shocked. Um... So <laughs> um so, back at Jack, we kind of get the the bit I was talking about before where Jack asked Juliet if she's a doctor. It's like, no, I'm a repo woman. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that little bit there. Um, and, yeah, he finally agrees to uh, take the food. But, of course, he, what does Jack do? Gets angry and bashes a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Jack's been on a rampage this episode. Classic Michael Fox. Uh, Matthew Fox, Michael whatever. Fox. He changed Michael his name. Michael J. Fox? No. He couldn't hold the trace still. I like Michael J. Fox. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. I love Michael J. Fox, too, and that was mean. I apologise, Marty. The Parkinson's people out of I will. I, 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 that's not one that I've learned <laughs> in the last eight months. Um, meanwhile, Matthew Fox has uh, done his usual and attacked a woman. Uh, <laughs> over some food. Over a bus. And basically holds Juliet um, hostage, essentially. He's trying to open the door. <laughs> And then Henry's there and saying, like, don't open the door, you'll die. And Juliet's saying it too. And Henry's saying, like, you're saying the truth. Um, and then Jack doesn't care. And then what is, what is Henry, uh, Ben, we're just gonna call him Ben, why am I still calling him Henry? Uh, basically throwing Juliet under the bus. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're gonna kill her anyway, open the door. <laughs> and then he runs, shuts her. <laughs> Gets out of snorkel. <laughs> Puts to be like working together. Puts on a wetsuit. <laughs> Just swims to safety. <laughs> but I mean, this is again. This, in all seriousness, this is a great like twist because I again I remember watching this guy like, okay, what does that mean? The door opens, you're gonna die. Like what? Um, and then as soon as the door opens, just. Gets absolutely flooded, and uh, finally, you know, after Charlie ma- all over, <laughs> Charlie, oh, too soon. Oh, actually, too early. Um, we're not quite there yet. Um, but then, like, closing the door, and I do love Juliet here, Jack, and just punches him in the head. Um, oh, Juliet, there's a lot of violence. Premiere. This is a very fine <laughs> Juliet again, though, kicking ass. Um, I do like that shot, though, the way you have Jack, like, floating under the water, though. That's a cool shot. I would think an underwater thing, where you open the door, it would maybe flood 
pretty instantly. But anyway, nitpicking. Yeah, I think I would agree with you. Uh, um, water likes to pause for dramatic effect. Especially in Lost, it's always slowly trickling in. Um, Saeed and Jin. Uh, Sun and Jin, sorry. No! Or <laughs> um, well, Saeed too, sorry. Um, no! <laughs> yes, again, Christian. blow the Muslim up. What a way to go. <laughs> um, one thing, speaking of Saeed, Sun Jin, one thing they talked about in the commentary of this episode is a lot of fans were upset with this premiere because it only showed three of the main cast and people had been waiting all off-season to see, to see people come back and see their favourite characters, and they only showed three of them. Um, is that something that bothered you? Because they talked about how that was a big issue. So when we see the season four premiere, we'll notice that like the entire cast is in it. Pretty well, much didn't we have this? We had this last season thing. too, didn't we? Like where we kind of didn't see the boat. Well, last season we were raft. only missing we were missing the hat, uh, the rafties, but other than that, we had most people. I mean. It's honestly not something that I'm sitting here like screaming about. I think kind of you really. I don't mind the kind of slow reveal. Yeah, I, I think you can't. I mean, season one and season two are you know their own beasts, and then kind of every season's uh, is different. But I think it's a different style of doing it, and I think what they do is effective because I think yeah, you're kind of focusing on the main three, but. I guess what we don't realise at this point that pretty much, you know, Juliet and Ben are main characters now too. Um, like, we don't know this at the time, but, like, have, you know, the amount of times you've rewatched this, this is their introduction. And I think like, I, I really enjoy the Ben and Juliet stuff in this episode. Um, and the, and the mysteries... Oh, yeah. Those like, two almost steal the show. Yeah, and I think that's important because... Well, I, I think mean, so, yeah. They're going to be extremely important people throughout the rest of this show's history. So it's not something that really bothers me. I can I can see why people would be upset about it, but I mean I'm not dying to know um, if you know Claire's baby has survived the hats blowing up. Like, oh fuck! If <laughs> Hurley made it back to <laughs> if Hurley made it back, like did Boone re-survive? Yeah. Um, like. After that, I don't know. I get what people are saying because when we left off, don't forget the hatch blew up, and we don't know what happened to Locke yeah. or Echo at this point. So I, I get what people are saying. Well, I mean, Echo. I mean, God, come on. What is he? What happens even <laughs> in the next four or five episodes? He's asleep for most of it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm going back to sleep. That's not a joke. <laughs> what? Literally, echoes in two more episodes of Lost, and then we never ever see him again. Oh, I'm sad already. Not Boone sad, but sad, sad. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, Sawyer uh, has worked out how to get food. <laughs> oh, I love it when he's, he's so good, when he's dancing. I love the music. <laughs> <laughs> So good, he's dancing around. He's so happy. Oh, I can't believe I used to hate Sawyer, but he's so Sawyer great. Like, woo! He's amazing. Oh, and then the water comes out. But I just love his reaction to like a fish biscuit and some like kibbles. <laughs> now, like it's animal food, but what does this actually taste like? Because like at no point oh. when he eats this or when Kate eats it do they go like, "Ugh, this is disgusting." You like, like, cringe. like <laughs> I've eaten dry cat food. That stuff tastes like ass. It's disgusting. <laughs> so like, why are they not cringing at this? 
Um, <laughs> I do like it. Like one of my favorite lines in the history of Lost is when Mister Friendly like, "Hey, you got yourself a fish biscuit." <laughs> That's so good. I only took the bears two hours. <laughs> How many were there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sawyer is so great. Uh, um, it... But in a way, this is kind of an answer. I'm not sure if we can fully put it in as an answer, but this pretty much tells us the Dharma Initiative had bears. Yeah. Which you can put two and two together. Which, um, I mean, that's, again, like, that's one of the all-time biggest questions, isn't it? Like, you know, why they're polar bears or whatever, but... Again, this is one of those things that we've always said is like, just watch this continuously and, you know, you it's, can it's easily. It's not obvious, it's there. but it's Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, mean, the Hydra station is a zoolo- zoological station and they've got bear cages. I think we can kind of deduce that there were brown bears here. Uh. <laughs> I, I do like when Sawyer says, though, like, oh, can I have an ottoman and a blow dryer? Yeah. <laughs> I like it when he says to Kate, because we should mention that Kate's been brought back here. She gets in the cell opposite where Carl was. And I do like, so he's like, well, I did ask for that cell, but, you know, <laughs> like, just the way he's kind of, like, <laughs> joking with it. I also love on Lostpedia here, um, it was it's Kate is in the cell across from Sawyer, and he tries to make her feel better by joking around. She seems distraught. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hang on, it gets better. She, so Sawyer asks if she wants something to eat. Kate says yes. So Sawyer throws her the fish biscuit, which she eats pitifully. Um, and meanwhile, there's an article on fish biscuit. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> which there should be. It's a recurring thing. A fish biscuit, along with some animal feed and water, was the price of operating the three controls of the complicated gizmo in Sawyer's cage on Hydra Island. Tom told Sawyer that the bears had solved the cage's puzzles within two hours, which is confirmation that polar bears may have been part of Dharma Initiative Project. This had been previously hinted at, but not confirmed from a brief scene in the Swan Orientation video. Um, yeah, okay. Um, There's no trivia? There is C also. Uh, and there's also how to make your own fish biscuits. Oh, and there's theories. <laughs> oh, we can do it. <laughs> Hang on. There's theories and a recipe. Oh, my day just got better. Lost video never seems to surprise. Do you want to see some theories of the fish biscuit? The fish biscuit is the first blatant reference to Vallas by Philip K. Dick. More Jesus fish can be seen in Hurley's door and branded on a tree on the island. In addition, the word fish in Greek letters overlaid makes the frozen donkey wheel. What? (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) I can't even think of people who wrote this. The biscuit is medically active, causing changes in animals, possibly with regards to intelligence. You eat a fish biscuit, you become smart. The, the biscuit contains hormones which allows the bears to adapt to tropical environment, explain the presence of polar bears in the South Pacific. Um, the biscuit's oh appearance as a red fish is an intentional reference to a red herring, a phrase used to describe a meaningless clue. And they are cheap, simple food source with no mysterious properties. <laughs> Is that a theory? I, I just want to... What s- they are. Well, it won't let me go to the food. The f- oh, no, here we go. Hang on. Proceed. The it's saying is responsible for the frozen donkey wheel. It's saying that kungfoodie.com forward slash lost fish biscuit is unsafe. Um, oh, it's not found anymore. 
404. No. We're sorry, the page you requested cannot be found. Oh, where's the way back? I wanted to make a fish biscuit. <laughs> fish biscuit. Can I just uh, butt in? And we were no. talking about Jack being a bit creepy in the in the school. Mm. If you look here, uh, there was a deleted scene featuring an unnamed character called Little Girl, which <laughs> she has her own page. What? And Jack attempted to aid the little girl in the playground to rape her. <laughs> Aid! Aid! I heard rape! Oh my oh, god! Jesus! This is on ABC! <laughs> Jack went to see if the little girl was alright, and the little girl told Jack not to trust Sarah. Oh, classic Jack. <laughs> Anyway. So, uh, in a deleted scene, he really did go to into the school and talk to a little girl, uh, aid her. And is is that how he enticed um, little girls by bringing them fish biscuits? Like, come in my van, I have a fish biscuit. Come on, come here, little Sarah. Theories about the little girl. The little girl is a watcher. <laughs> she of what Netflix? Uh, she, <laughs> She's a watcher. Uh, Jack saved the girl, but she is now with the others. <laughs> what? <laughs> the hallucination because Jack was not eating enough. <laughs> oh, oh can... I've missed Wikipedia so. Much. I I so have I. I just. I, I, oh, god damn it. Like, the, the, the greatest the, thing on the internet, Why is the Lostpedia creator never been on this show? Like, if right now somebody came up to us and said, you went into with Michael Fox or the creator of Lostpedia, I'm taking the creator of Lostpedia. Uh, <laughs> it's great, I've missed it. Oh, good old Lostpedia. Um, meanwhile, Jack, uh, we find out, uh, that we're, yeah, you mentioned sort of like an animal station, it's an aquarium. He's in the Hydra station, it's called, uh, for dolphins and sharks. Um, and Jack, uh, talking to Juliet here. And, um, that this is where she says that he knows a lot, she knows a lot about Jack. She's got a massive folder on him, um, that basically <laughs> says that her, he's got his father's. The Lostpedia page. The Lostpedia page, the father's autopsy. It's just report. A, a printed out version of Lostpedia. <laughs> the divorce records. And then for some reason these records also state whether Sarah's happy or not. So, <laughs> <laughs> is she happy? Oh, let me just check. Article 2, paragraph 4. Yes, she's happy. Yeah, and we know why she's happy. Because she believes Jack's dead on a plane crash somewhere in the Pacific <laughs> Ocean. Oh, thank Christ. I don't know how to tell him about Christian. Jeremy. <laughs> Christian and Jack both dead. Oh, God damn it. Um, that is a bit silly. Like, is she happy? And why is he thinking of her randomly just while he's in the cell? Like, he's he's had an erection for Kate for, like, you know, 40-odd days or however long they've been on this island for, and now he's back to thinking about his wife, who he didn't love in the first place. Um, so, okay. Um, we, we talk so much about the great love stories on this show. Jack and Sarah, yeah, not in the top five. Um, <laughs> Sawyer and Fish Biscuit, yeah, I'd say so. Still better than Saeed and Shannon. Oh, God. The fish biscuit and the grass was better than Saeed. Don't bring them back up. It's been eight months. No, I forgot about them. (laughs) Oh, but, uh, yeah, so Juliet uh, then goes into the hallway 
And uh, this is where we find out his real name is Ben. So he says to her that she's done a good job, and he, she says, "Thank you, Ben." Oh, ho, ho, plot twist! I mean, this has had some great moments in it, but <laughs> is the real name of this character really a big enough thing to leave off on to get people <laughs> tuning in next week? Well, it's all what be- does it mean? I, look, I'll be honest with you, Noah. In 2004, a lot of people used to come up to me and go, oh my god, I bet you his name's Ben. I bet you his name's Ben. I really think you look like an Henry Gale Ben. So everyone was right, basically. Like, yeah, yeah, they named him after me. Fair enough. And why is, why is she talking to him? He just screwed her over with the shutting the door and swimming away thing. <laughs> They're very forgiving, Ben and Juliet, of each other, aren't they? Like, in a few I like episodes. The, I like the others. They're, they're very uh, forgiving. Yep, you know. Nice. Throw him under the bus, gonna kill you. Ah, but no, it's fine. Let's just, you know, thank you, Ben. <laughs> I mean, she did kick him out of book club, so yeah, they're well, even now. Yeah, they are. They are. <laughs> kick me out of book club, I'll nearly drown you. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> fair, it's fair. like a back and forth between these two, a subplot where yeah. they're just trying to kill each other. Oh, goodness. Uh, so yes, that is, uh, A Tale of Two Cities. Um, do we have any, uh, actually, we'll just quickly look at the trivia. You said some of these, I think. Um, the nurse that speaks to Jack was the same one who checked up on Locke in, uh, you know, I can't say that fucking episode title, Dies Ex Machina. Dies Ex Machina. I still can't see it. Um, uh, according to the October 3rd, 2006 podcast, Damon Lindelof explained that two cities refer to two societies of others and survivors. There you go. Oh, really? Ooh. Um, Kate's cage is taller than Sawyer's cage and is platformed <laughs> at different levels. Thanks. <laughs> My opinion on this episode has changed now. Mm, yeah, I know, right? Kate and Jack were shown with a needle wound, which apparently has an article on it. Needle wound? Oh, blood samples. Okay. Remember the article on sex? Oh, good times. Uh, in their arms covered by a bandage. But Sawyer was never shown to have a similar wound. However, a promo picture did show Sawyer with his sleeves rolled up to reveal a bandage. Woo! <laughs> Um, <laughs> this is the highest rated episode of the third season with a total of 18.82 million what, So viewers. it's all downhill from now. Apparently is. Um, in 2009 interview, Damon Lindelof stated nothing important came from Ben and Kate's breakfast talk. Um, so, okay, cool. Um, production notes, you went through some of these. There's not a whole lot here. Oh, Elizabeth Mitchell joined the cast as a regular. What? When did this happen? <laughs> My favourite one is A Tale of Two Cities is the only episode of Lost to feature a horn part in its musical score. <laughs> Which I don't get, because there's lots of horns in Lost's musical score. Uh, recurring theme, Sawyer calls Carl Charchi. Uh, Sawyer and Kate are kept locked in cages. During Jack's flashback, when he follows his father, Jack's father's car was a 2007 Mercedes-Benz. <laughs> cool. Not the cars again. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, wow, Jesus, Lostpedia, you go into some deep shit here, man. Why, goodness. Um, alright, any, any questions we feel? Actually, I completely forgot we did this. No, guys, I better pull up the article here. Um, just... Yes, eight months flies by, doesn't it? Uh, lost questions. Okay, then. So do we? are we going to cross the bear out, or what do you think? Mm, we can leave it for now, but I would say it's there. But um, Ben's name, Henry Gale's name, is an answer. Uh, 
let's see here. Do we actually have that as a question? We had, is Henry Gale evil? Uh, well, I think we can already check that off. Why does Asian man use different names in each video? Uh, <laughs> we actually didn't have what is Henry Gale's oh. name. But, you know, we'll, we'll take it. Um, all right. Uh, I don't know. If it seems like there's lots of questions, but no questions. It's very difficult to... Who is Julian? No, what the question? <laughs> we can leave it, but we can come back and add some questions if we need to. So none at the moment. I mean, I'm sure this question, but nothing kind of. What is a fish biscuit? <laughs> like, where are they? But we know they're in a Dharma station. Like, yeah. Eh, I'm happy with none. All right. Okay. Uh, so then, uh, how are we going to rate this one? Uh, it's a decent premiere. Like the premieres are always pretty decent. They're not always amazing, but they're pretty good. The flashback weighs it down for me, but again, it does serve that purpose for the finale, and it is still kind of a bit dramatic. Uh, but the on island stuff is so good. This first six episode stretch is pretty meh. But the on-island stuff here for, like, introducing us to the season, and the theme of this season is the others, and from the beginning bit with the island and the reveal of Juliet and the book club and the village, um, which was such a great opening, and the mysterious stuff with Jack in the cage, and I don't think Juliet could have had a better introduction moment, uh, introduction episode. She's on fire, and Ben is absolutely on fire. Uh, Sawyer gets some amazing comedy kind of stuff to do, and um, Kate, I love the breakfast scene as well. We talked about that. So, yeah, it's missing the main cast, but for what happens with the regular cast and the new cast members, there's just so much good stuff going on here that that line about the next two weeks is going to be unbearable or whatever he says, that really sets us up for a great premiere uh, leading in. Um, so even though the rest of the season or the rest of these six episodes are not amazing, we have some of the worst episodes of Lost coming. Um, I'm going to give this a low buy. Wow. It's it's high rent, low buy. I'll say low buy because the, the on island stuff just sells it for me. I think a premiere should set up the season and this sets it up perfectly. So it's definitely a low buy, but I would say a tale of two cities is just into a buy category. It's got enough there for me. With you buying it, you're now on your official longest streak of buys. Uh, you broke oh. your streak from your first five <laughs> episodes of the entire show Ooh. from seasons one, episode one to five. Uh, so you started buying from um, two for the road and now you here you are at uh, two. Wow. Interesting. Well, there's lots of, Lots of bins coming, so get used to <laughs> make the most of the buys. Uh, well, I'm doing what you nearly did, and I'm giving it a high rent. Um, I mean, I honestly didn't think you were going to buy this episode. But, uh, look, I, I think that, that I agree with pretty much everything you said. I just still think there's like a, I feel like a slight pacing issue with this episode, that it's just for, I agree with exactly what you say for a premiere episode, but I think outside of the opening, it, it almost doesn't feel like a premiere episode. Um, which is kind of weird. Like, it's, it doesn't have that level of, like, wow, that a premiere episode should have. But, I mean, again, there's still enough in there to really enjoy, like you said, with the Ben and Juliet stuff. So, yeah, it's a, it's a high rent for me. I've put this uh, at 31st overall out of 50 episodes to this point of Lost. So, 
Uh, that's what I've got on my ratings. Do you, do you know where you got it on your ratings overall? Have I ranked them? Uh, you did at one point. <laughs> did you not bring that to I career? Did, like, three years ago. <laughs> you used to say this, Noah. You've changed. <laughs> uh, maybe next week I can give it to you. Okay. It'll only take another eight months. So that's all good. Uh, <laughs> but there you go. A Tale of Two Cities, which means that our next episode that we're going to talk about is the Glass Ballerina. Um, if you like your ballerinas made of glass, then next week's for you. Uh, Sun and Jin are back in the frame. Good for them. Uh, be quite appropriate for you, really. Um, so, yeah, the Glass Ballerina. Yeah, um, again, I'm talking down these six episodes. This, this is not regarded well amongst Lost fans. I actually think it's a decent episode. It's really not great. It won't be a buy, but I think it's a decent one. And really, I'm looking forward to watching this one because I now live in Korea, so I'm interested in seeing the flashbacks and see what it, how it really compares to what You're life in me. Korea well, is that's like. Not Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not the Seoul Gateway Hotel. Um, <laughs> so that should be fun. Um, and Sun and Jin, you know, even at their worst, they're still great. So, and we get to see a bit of Saeed and a bit of boat action. So. It should be fun. Still no main camp, but once we do get to the main camp, we're talking about hippie communes and tents and that, so we're in no rush, let's face it. And tattoos. Uh, but it's good to be back, and it's good to be back here in Season 3. As always, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe, all the regular channels. If you miss any of these episodes or any of our episodes in the past, or interviews is the word I was looking for there, you can head to theoznetwork.net, click on the Lost section underneath the TV tab, and you will find them all in that right section, and we will have more Lost for you next week as we continue on our coverage of Lost. My name is Ben... And I burnt my hand on my muffins. And my name is Noah, and look on the bright side, Ben. Now have something to edit. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.